Welcome to episode eight of the Writing Sorrows podcast. I'm your host, Vash. And every week we go and we talk about poetry, we talk about some of my past projects, um, experiences, and all that good stuff. But this week I have a special guest. Uh, some of you may remember a little book that came out last year, Off the Tangent. And I co-wrote that with this gentleman right here, the ever so Mr. Talented. Kentrell Blanche. Hello, how y'all doing? I'm glad you could make it, bro. Yeah, finally we got it going. Yeah, you know, supposed to happen last week, but you know, that manager lifestyle, man. Oh yeah. Fun <laughs> times. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, bro? All right. Well, um, I'm from Louisiana. Um, born and raised. I kind of hopped around a little bit um, in past years, so I'm here in Dallas right now, just um, working, writing, and trying to network. Um, I'm a poet, um, but lately I've been trying to like navigate into like the music scene a little bit. So I want to like be like a songwriter. So that's pretty much what I have going right now. You know, I wanted to dabble into that but i never actually had the chance to actually just get into it you know what i mean with the mm -hmm. the songwriter thing mm -hmm. but it's cool though because like it's sometimes when you're writing like you feel as though your words could be saying you know what i mean right and, like i yeah i just always thought that'd be cool yeah and like my my thing is too like i write a lot when like i listen to music like I hear like a beat or something and like it like evoke like a certain like emotion, I guess. And I kind of guess I just like play off that. So I'm definitely not musically inclined at all. But um, I just want to like find like an artist or something to like sing my words or just something like that. But it's kind of hard because, you know, you hear about these people. They all say they want to do this, want to do that. But it's when it's really time to get to work like it's often you can't find people so yeah i know all about that bro i know all about that yeah so right now i'm just like just continuing to write the poetry of course and then i've just been experimenting with a couple of songs like i've actually like completed a couple of songs in the past couple of weeks and i've actually like sent them off to a couple of people that kind of perform around here or whatever locally but um Nothing really concrete going just yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, why don't you tell us how you got started writing? Okay, so how I got started writing, um, it's really funny. Um, I used to, well, I'm a big uh, movie head or whatever. I love movies. And the way I started writing is I would kind of have like a favorite movie and then like I would write out my version of the movie or like insert myself as the main character and I would write out how I would react to certain things and just kind of went from there. I started with a lot of like um, Disney movies and just kind of like put my own little twist to it and then it became me just writing as far as like my own little outlet or whatever because I really don't have a big fan base as far as like 
family and friends. Like, you know, I have a couple of people that I'm close to, of course, but I really don't feel like I have a lot of people that I can like really like vent to without them. Um, I guess like judging my raw emotions. So I right, just kind of right. like, um, keep a lot of it to myself and I just write it out and that's that. Oh yeah. Like I, I totally get that. Um, it took a while for me to be able to actually open up and talk about things outside of my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I felt like writing allowed me to be myself, like a hundred percent raw, natural myself. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to hold anything back. I didn't have to fear anybody judging me. Like it was just, it was a good outlet. You know what I mean? So, like, I totally get what you mean by that. Right, right. And I come from a family that's, like, extremely reserved. I never forget, like, probably the closest. I'm closest with my um, grandmother and my aunt. And I um, I actually shared um, something I wrote with my aunt probably, I don't know, like, 10 or so years ago. And I never forget. She told me, she was like, you put too much of your um, business in your writing. And... Like, that just, it stuck with me for a long time. And it just really, like, made me start to censor my work a little bit. Because I didn't want to, I don't know. It just really made me afraid to, like, be myself in my writing. Because my aunt, like, you know, she's someone that I look up to. So if she felt that way, I was like, okay, well, I definitely need to pump the brakes on this. But as I just continued, you know, writing and everything... It just kind of came to me. I was like, you know, I can't be someone else just to get someone's approval. Like, this is me. These are my thoughts. These are my emotions. And I just, this is all I have to put out. And, you know, either you're going to accept it or you're not. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I think a lot of times in our culture, uh, especially growing up black, a lot of times we're told to, you know, stop crying. You aren't really sad. Like it's, we're told to keep a lot of emotions in, Uh you know what I mean? So I was fortunate enough to have a mom that understood that whole me needing to, uh, have an outlet, me needing to get my thoughts and my opinions out, my feelings out and not have them reserved. Mm-hmm. Because I think that one of the most dangerous things is to keep all of that in, right. you know, because then that becomes a lot of unresolved issues. Absolutely. Um, I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago about that. Like, and I really feel like that's why um, mental illness like runs so rampant in our culture. Because, like you said, like, we're just brought up to just keep it all in. And that just, it's not a great thing. No, it's really not. Especially considering, because, like, I've, I've, I've done that before. I've, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. And it's also been me. Right. Um, like, I remember just holding on to issues that I kept to myself. And, I was angry at a long, for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, 
with my dad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when we finally had a conversation and I was able to vent my frustrations and everything else, like it, it wasn't what I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like it, it was cathartic to finally let all of that out. But at the same time, once we had the conversations, like if I would have just vented this earlier, I could have saved so much time. Like we could have right. saved so much time. Right. We could have, you know, been way closer than what we are, mm -hmm. but because I held it all in, you know, like we wasted a lot of good years that could have been. Right. You know? Right. And I think we're really, we're all kind of guilty of like self-sabotage and like when it comes to stuff like that, because I know just speaking for myself, like in a lot of situations, whether it be like someone I'm dating, a friend, family member, I always think of, okay, well, I don't want this person to feel this way. Or I don't want them to feel that way. Or if something happens, like instead of us sometime like talking to the person about it, we just kind of like take it and like run with it. But, you know, we just have to realize that, you know, everyone is different. We're all different. And we just have to, you know, get to the bottom of things. If you have a question, if you have a concern, like, it's no reason to be embarrassed. Just talk it out. Because like you said, like, you can save so much time, so much energy, and so much grief by just talking to the person. And, you know, even if, you know, you don't get the result that you want, like, you still have to keep going and you have to realize that you're okay. I've done my part. So what else can you do? And I think that, and I know for me, um, even when you, even when I don't get the result that I want, I still feel so much better knowing that I tried. Yeah. So. yeah exactly. And uh, I'm going to assume that that's one of the things that drives you to write right. is for you to get out um, how you feel. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I think that's another reason why, you know, I really vibed with you initially because there, I've met so many different like writers, performers, like all this stuff. And I feel like it's just a big, talent show to some people i feel like people just seek out the attention like for me like it's really rare that i come across someone that's just really just serious about their passion and they just genuinely just want to share their work with people and you know that's yeah. that's what i'm all about like one of the main reasons that you know i actually share my work is because you know, I don't want anyone to feel how I felt initially. I don't want anyone to feel how my aunt made me feel in that moment. Like, you know, it's no reason to be embarrassed. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, there's nothing that you're feeling that someone else hasn't felt. And so I just want everyone to know that you're not alone. Like, regardless of what you're feeling, like, just stay true to that. Like never try to hide who you are. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, that's the reason why I write. Like, I mean, yeah, getting acknowledged feels nice, but like mm -hmm. for me, the mission is greater than that. Right. Uh, the the goal is bigger than that. It's it's always to make sure that you know people aren't feeling alone. Right. Because 
it's it's kind of like how when we're sad because like my writing is mostly it's it's mostly dealing with a lot of sad stuff right because mm-hmm. for some reason for me that when i write about sad stuff that's when i'm the most happiest and it's right. weird to explain that to people but I definitely get it, it. I just, like yeah, like it's weird to explain that to people because it's like the world is full of a lot of hurt and pain mm-hmm. and if i'm sh- able to share my pain with you then you feel less alone mm-hmm. so that's some healing done that that's something you know that made you feel better and like that's just the goal for me mm-hmm. it's to make sure that you know people aren't feeling alone and people feel mm-hmm. better about themselves it's just like when you know you go through a heartbreak or whatnot and you play sad songs mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you always wonder why something like uh, Usher's Confessions is such a a, a a big thing. It's like, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a slap. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a good ass song, but at the same time, like the pain and like what he's singing about and everything else, it's like you can relate to that. People can relate to that, mm-hmm. and when people can relate to things, uh, it's a lot better than not being able to relate to anything at all and just feeling alone and then dealing with all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Right, right. And it's like, you know, like you said, like, it's it's good to be acknowledged. And, you know, for a while when I first started posting or first started, like, sharing my work, like, I would get kind of disappointed because, you know, I wouldn't get as much um, feedback as others would. But, you know, I kind of started thinking about it like this. Like, not everyone is going to be brave enough to admit that oh i felt like this i feel like that just like you did but you know we can't do it for that reason like you have to get it out for you and whoever receives it mm-hmm. whether they receive it in private or they send you a message like that's not yeah. you know yeah, no like i that's that's definitely one of the the lessons that i had to learn um because just like you said, like I wanted some kind of validation, you know right. what I mean? Cause everybody like if we're artists at the end of the day, like at the end of it all, we're artists, right. right? So we want our work to be recognized at least in some type of capacity. Right. So when you don't see a lot of attention going your way towards your work, you're just like, really? Right. Like nobody vibe with that. Okay. Like I got. 400 and some facebook friends like nobody you know what i mean like it starts to like thousands of facebook friends and it's like it's so weird like if i post like a just a random like picture or whatever i get all these comments all these likes but let me post something about you know my writing and oh crickets yeah 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 i it i've done so many social experiments like on my own of like posting different things Mm -hmm. like Maybe I'm posting like a status about something that I particularly care about, something that I'm passionate about. And it could be about a TV show, a video game, or whatnot, or even my own poetry, right? Mm-hmm. And then I will post uh, a picture or something that's really trendy or something, and then that gets a lot of traction. What I came to understand from that is just that um, you, at the end of the day, you can't let somebody else or something else control your happiness because we use social media to share our work you know what i'm saying 
And that within itself, if you don't discipline yourself, that can really wreck your cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, like you, you, you wanted people to acknowledge you. You got a thousand friends and like, you know, people see it because like I would post videos of like whatever, like something that I recorded and you can see at least on Facebook now how many views it right. gets, you know, and then it's like, Oh, so multiple people saw this, but nobody said anything. And you just got to sit there and realize that you got to ask yourself, what are you doing it for? Right. You know, like for me, going back to it, I'm doing this for something bigger than being acknowledged. And if I'm doing something bigger than being acknowledged, I can't feel down about it only getting one or two likes. Somebody may have seen it and it really resonated with them, but they just didn't do anything. They didn't reach out. They didn't let me know. And I have to be okay and cool with that because I accomplished my mission. Right. You know what I mean? But for you, man, like, you have a lot of workout. Like, I remember when you were recommending me uh to your work to, you know, to Lulu. And then I go and I look. I'm like, oh, that's a good book. You know, let me go ahead and buy this. And then I click on your name. And then it shows me your whole catalog. Yeah. And... I'm not going to lie. Like I was intimidated by all of that when I first saw it, because for me, I write, but you write, right. Okay. <laughs> like you like, so you, like, man, like writing five or 10 poems a day for you from what it seems. Cause I don't know. Yeah. But for me, like that would be just light work for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like your, work ethic and i don't even know if that's even the right term to use but towards your craft and for you to write as much as you do is amazing thanks i appreciate it but it's like for me like guess i never really like just sit down and be like oh i need to write something like it just kind of like just comes and the crazy thing is like my mind is constantly racing like throughout the day and it's like so much to keep up with. And I've gotten to the point that um, I just write it all down. And if I have to piece it together later, then I will. And I guess this is how I came up with like so much material because when I was, uh, when I first started like just really writing like seriously, like if it wasn't like connecting right away, like I would kind of like just brush it off and like I think back and I'd be like, oh, wow, like, this would have gone good if I would have put this together or, you know, something like that. But I've got to the point, like I said, I just write everything down. Like, I could be, like, driving, like, I write in my notes. or I'd be at work, and I write on a napkin. Like, just, I just try to keep everything now. And that's just, I guess, how I come up with, like, so much material. Because, like, it got to a point for a while. Like, I was, like, dude, like, publishing a book, like, every month like i've kind of like slowed down now because work has kind of picked up a little bit but yeah i still try to like publish like as much as i can because i just feel like it's really exciting for me and it's kind of weird to say but i like to see my own evolution on paper like i'll look at like some of my um early earlier projects and i'll be like okay this is nice but you can definitely tell that i was in a different space so right. it is exciting just to look back and see like my own growth 
Yeah. I listen, like I was uh I think it was last episode. I don't know. It was one of the episodes of this I talked about. Uh I remember my first project that I put out and the mindset that I had back then and the material that I was writing and how I was writing versus now is completely night and day. Like I look back at that stuff now and I cringe. I cringe at my earlier work. Yeah, man. Like, like I looked at some of my earlier material and I was like, oh my God, this is trash. <laughs> oh, but this my is who God. I was like, then, so. Ma- Dude, like, okay, so Facebook memories, uh, I clicked that yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, cause I like, cause I, you know, I think it's fun to just go back, you know, 10 years and look at statuses you write and you're like, ah, I, I really put that out there, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, really? That, that's not, that's yeah, not smart, but that. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, I remember a project that I did, uh, with a couple of people, a couple of friends that I did, uh, I want to say about eight or nine years ago. And it was called Mind Freak. And it was basically a collection of sex loans. Um, and I, listen, when I tell you the amount of cringe that I had when I actually clicked on it and looked back at all of those poems, I was like, ugh. <laughs> like, I wrote this. I thought that this sounded good. I thought this was going to make everybody say, oh, that's some nice work. Like, no. But you know, like, in a moment, in a moment, it does. Like in the moment, everything that we put out is amazing. So, like, that's, no, that's like, true. That's just part of our growth because the things that I post, um, that I posted on Facebook like years ago, like in that moment, like I was like, "Oh wow, like this is it. This is gonna be the poem that's gonna get me discovered." But then, <laughs> as years go by, and you grow, mm-hmm. you become you know, more mature, and you look at it, it's like, okay, well, I've definitely learned from this. <laughs> so. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like I remember going and scrolling through Facebook and seeing your work on one of the poetry pages, and I was just, you know, blown away by like the wordplay. Like it, it. I don't know, man. Like it, it was, it was deep. You know, like I had read other poet stuff before, and it was good, but like. Yours is like on a whole nother level, tier of good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. Like, I, I just remember just reading and I had to let you know, like, yo, this shit is dope. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I remember me telling you that, yo, I got my own little book out and whatnot. And you told me about yours and then we bought each other's books. And like I said earlier, like, I remember going to your, you know, your author page on there and seeing like all of your books and like I was like, damn like, he's on a whole different other level comparing, like, that. that's just mm-hmm. it's nuts, man, it's, it's, it's nuts thanks, thanks I appreciate it, and it's like, you know that's, it's really hard to like, like I was saying earlier to like find people that are like really like passionate about their work because like I've done like all types of like collabs 
and it's like right in the middle of a project like the person just like leave me hanging and it's like i'm one of those people like when i'm really focused on something like we have to get it done like immediately <laughs> like like if we start a project like i want it to be done like that week because i just don't want to like lose the space i'm in when we're doing it so no i get that i, I totally get that um because like i up until that point like i hadn't done like a real serious collaboration with anybody mm -hmm. um and that was it was a little uh intimidating for me for one because i view you if we're going to be comparing as a better poet than me right so in my mind it's like okay not only am i collaborating with them but i have to step up my game to complement his poetry you know what i'm saying like that's how i view I mean, it in my mind yeah i mean i definitely get how um why you would feel that way but it's like we all just have different experiences like you know it's definitely a lot of things that you have more way more experience in than i do so i mean i kind of felt like the same when we were working together and it's like you know you never like we were saying earlier like you always want to be yourself but when you finally get the opportunity to collab with somebody that's just as serious about their art as you are like you definitely feel like okay i can't mess it up like i definitely have to get on their level mm -hmm. it's like i was looking at it and then i was thinking about the deadline we had set and everything else it was mm -hmm. just like ah, because i was in a good creative space though i, I was mm -hmm. in a real good creative space so i had that going for me but it was just like uh, i know we're gonna come up with something crazy I just know it. Like, I, I just know you're going to come up with something crazy. Like, I at least got to have one, at least for me, that, you know, it's something that's crazy, something that, that complements not only you, but the book within mm -hmm. itself. Um, yeah. And I think we accomplished that. Yeah, because I was just going to say, like, one of the things that was really impressive for me, like, we didn't, like, sit down and write together. And although all of our um poems were you know different but they all like meshed well together in my opinion yeah. like they all kind of like complement each other so no i i i really like that um mm -hmm. so just to give uh a little bit of backstory we can talk about it uh so how was it trying to come up with content for the book on your part how was that um so i don't really want to say it was a challenge but it was definitely different because um with me like i just write when you're writing by yourself like you know just whatever comes to your head like that's what's going to come out mm -hmm. like you could be thinking about i don't know a freaking tree branch if that's what you want to write about that's what's going to come out but just trying to just stay on like the same what am i trying to say i guess have a similar focus as you so i didn't want you know you to be talking about this 
and like I'm just way over here on Jupiter. So it was just a little bit of a challenge for me just to kind of like make sure we were on like a similar path. Yeah. So for me, it was uh, so trying to come up with the content. I had a couple of challenges myself. Like I said uh, previously, it was, you know, trying to make sure it was on par with your your work. But also I was coming off of I was coming off of a uh, a show, like a performance show. And on top of that, the year prior, I just released my first book. So this was the next big thing for me. So it was trying to make sure that I kept up with the momentum, kind of, yeah. but also making sure that it was something completely brand new. Because everything that I wrote, it was new. It wasn't anything that I had sitting around for a while. You know, I come back to and everything. Like I wrote everything uh, fresh, and the the main thing was trying to also because I don't know if this was a challenge for you, but also with the name of the book itself because we decided on a title. We was gonna call it Off the Tangent, mm-hmm. and it was interesting trying to come up with poems that match the title that match the title but also match what was what you were writing about you know what i mean like it was just Mm -hmm. all of those different things that i was just trying to make sure that i hit all those i I checked all those boxes yeah so um one thing that i that was new for me so i haven't done i didn't even think about it um were the pictures uh you you do a lot of pictures in your books right Mm -hmm. so so i'm like really like into like photography as well of course that's not i wouldn't say that it's like a passion but it's definitely something that i enjoy so for instance if i'm writing and um, I'm walking and I see something. Well, I'm walking and I see something that just, like, inspires me to write. Like, I would capture the picture, not so much for the audience, but for me. Because I like to remember, if, especially if it's a poem that is really just, like, stands out for me. I like to remember the moment that I was in. So, a lot of times, like, the picture may not even match the poem at all, seemingly to the reader. But it struck like some kind of emotion for me that inspired me to write that. Oh, that's 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 dope, man. Because like that was a first thing for me. Because I never even thought about doing that. Um, and then going and trying to look for different pictures or different poems. Yeah. Um, that within itself was kind of a challenge, but it was a fun challenge. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. trying to figure out, okay, what does this express? If it was a picture. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I said, like a lot of times I have to explain to my reader, you know, what the picture means, like how are the two correlated. But it's like I said, like, you know, I could be walking and see a tree branch and then it inspires me to write something about an X. But I mean, I don't really have a true reflection of like why the picture or why a tree branch would bring out 
that, you know, particular emotion. But I mean, when it does, it does. And I don't try to fight it. And I've gotten to the point, I don't really try to explain it. It just, if that's what happens, then that's what it is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So how, how is your editing process? Well, well, particularly for this book, I should say. Like, how uh-huh. how was how was the editing process for that on your end? Okay, so um, the editing process is just like a lot of my um, other projects. Like, I'll read it all and kind of like just see like what fits and what doesn't. And um, it was a lot of stuff I took out of mine, a lot of stuff that I added. But um, usually, I'll just you know, review everything, uh, proofread it probably about five, six times just to make sure that everything is, you know, at least, you know, grammatically correct and, you know, just makes some sort of sense. And then um, I just publish it from there. Like I've done um, most of my work I've done through um, self-publishing. Like you said earlier, I use Lulu and really because it's just more convenient. And I feel like when you self-publish, like you have more um, control of your work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done, I've worked with like other like publishers and, you know, I was really excited to work with publish other publishers in the beginning. But then I realized that, you know, they try to charge you all this stuff. And at the end of the day, like they're not really working for you. They're just putting out a product which you can do on your own like there's no like special marketing or anything like that like everything these days is word of mouth so yeah um and one thing that just really made me um realize that was um this girl that actually she owns a publishing company and um i was considering using her as like a marketing source and I asked her, like, what all did her marketing cover? Like, what all platforms would it be on? And what, you know, exactly would you be doing to, you know, get my work out there? And she told me that really all she does is, like, put it on different um, platforms, social media and stuff like that. And I looked at her page and I looked at my page and I saw that, for instance, like her Instagram page, which was one of the platforms that she would use she only had like 200 followers versus me i have like thousands of followers <laughs> so it made me think like what sense would it make for me to pay you to right yeah to yeah. pay you to market to a couple of hundred people when i have like thousands of people right here like of course not all thousand of them support me but you know yeah, it's still more eyes, though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I still have a greater chance of, like, it coming across more people. So that's why I just pretty much do all of the lab work myself. And, you know, whether I want to, like, market it on Facebook or, like, sell it out of my trunk, like, you know, just however I feel about going about it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I've only... Outside of you, I've worked with Lulu. Well, not outside of you, but with you, I've only done Lulu and Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any 
other experiences with anybody else. Uh, mm-hmm. But Lulu was definitely completely different for me because me just working for months on end with Amazon, you know, with their specifications on how they want things to be done if you're going to self-publish over there mm-hmm. versus, you know, with Lulu. Because I know that mm-hmm. you took care of most of the heavy lifting when it mm-hmm. came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that I really like about Lulu. Like, I've tried other publishers. Um, I think I've done Amazon. I've done, um, I think it's it was called Create Space at the time, something like that. And I've done a couple of other projects with, like, other um, self-publishers. And it's just, they, for me, they just have too many specifications. Like, it has to be like this. It has to be size like that. And... Just with Lulu, I just feel like it's easier. Yeah. How did you feel about the release of Off the Tangent? Um, I thought it was great. Like, I was excited, you know, just for other people to see how two, you know, in my opinion, great artists um, to come together and create a project. I liked it. I, I think for me... Uh, the main thing probably would have been more of a a specific date in mind for us to release. Because I know we had talked about it and I remember you telling me like, yeah, it's up there. It's just, you know, it isn't live yet. Like we haven't told anybody. So mm-hmm. as far as anybody else knows, it's not live yet. And I was so excited. And I was like, all right, we're going to put this thing out. Um, cause some of the, not criticism, but some of the things people said was like, yeah, I remember you talking about it, you know, like you coming out with a, another book, a collaboration. And the next thing I know, it was already out. And I was like, yeah, it was already out like that. It wasn't like it, it, it seemed like it was maybe a little too fast without a specific date for us to get like marketing and everything else out there. Okay. But, uh, but other than that, like I, I thought the release was great. And I, the, the main thing that I want to say about the release specifically was I remember getting my copy and looking at the back and looking at the poem that you wrote on the back. I want you to talk more about that if you can like how did that come about like was it just spur of the moment you wrote it in like two minutes or like it was something that you already had in mind right as far as like uh you know something on the back to go with it um so as far as that one um i bel- i want to say that i had just finished like proofreading it like for the first time and then that poem was just kind of like, for me, just everything that I got from you and everything that I got from myself just kind of like put together. Yeah, because that, that poem summarized of everything perfectly. Yeah. Like that, I feel like that poem should have just been in a damn book itself. Like, yeah. that's how good it was. And, like, I've heard other people sit up there and say that, too. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, man, like, that poem should have been, 
like in the book, like that was just so deep of, of how, you know, like the wordplay and everything yeah. else. Like I, I always, I always love that part about it. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I've done with like a lot of my books. Like I'll, I've got proofread them a million times, like just whatever, like the overall feeling, I guess, or the overall mood is for me. Like that's what I try to portray on the back to kind of give people like, I guess a preview of it, yeah. of what to expect. So, so would you say that you learned any lessons from the project? Um. Well, for me, the number one thing I guess is like what you said. Like as far as like just releasing it, um, I definitely feel like you know we could have done like more marketing to kind of like set up for the release but that's just something that i've always done like i don't really market in the beginning i market like after the project is out and like mm -hmm. i said like i write so much that it's a lot of uh, my books that i haven't even like marketed at all because by the time i'm done with it i'm on to writing something else. <laughs> on to the next one yeah so, <laughs> so i guess it's just something that i've learned just with our project just to kind of like slow it down and like plan it out a little bit better for sure for sure so what is next for you good sir um well really like i said like i'm really like super duper interested in like the whole like songwriting thing and um that's just kind of like what i want to do because um Especially like with like a lot of my like more recent material, like you said, like I can definitely like see it as like a song and it's like, I'm kind of like at a place now, right now. I don't want to say that I'm sad about it or anything, but it's kind of like disappointing that, you know, the local artists that I've reached out to, like they haven't like really like try to do more, but like, I guess like my material because I don't know, like I just, I'm just kind of disappointed with music these days, period. Like, back in the day, like, it just seems like music had, like, so much substance and, like, all that. And it's, like, now it's, like, you could just, you can literally say anything, put it on a high beat, and then you got to hit. Yeah. And I guess that's just kind of, like, what I want music to kind of get back to, like, that substance. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, my work, like, it has, like, I have a story to tell, and I just kind of, like, want to... I guess share that or hear more of that in music versus just whatever. No, I feel you. I, I'm not, that's why listening to more R and B than rap these days. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like R and B has more substance. There are some people out there right. who does R and B to just say whatever, like, just like rap does, but it's, I feel like it's way less, in R&B, because I feel like in R&B, you actually have to say something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you have to be going through something. Like, Yeah. Like, with, with rap, I feel like it's, mm -hmm. like you said, like, you have a nice beat, get a nice hook, and then you put something out, and then it just goes from there, and then, you know, people yeah. champion for it. And, like, that's, 
I'm not knocking for it. Like, if you get, you know, your bread that way, that's cool. Absolutely. Because if I had the opportunity, I would do the same. Man, listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever works by any means. Yeah, but yeah. It's like, like, I'm one of those people, like, when it comes to, you know, not just music, but, you know, movies or anything like that. Like, I'm so brutal on artists because I look past the beat. I look past the rhythm. And I look, I focus on what are you really talking about? Like, if you were to take away this hot beat, this hot hook, and just write down your thoughts, like, what would be my takeaway? And a lot of times, it's not much. Who is your favorite artist right now? Favorite artist, Janae Aiko. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I like her, too. Um... I I remember writing a poem slash rapping over uh worst the worst because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, that was like the first song that I have ever heard by her and I just loved mm-hmm. the message behind it and everything mm-hmm. else. Did you get so, go, go ahead? So I I love her for so many reasons. So <laughs> for one. <laughs> Um, she's a storyteller and like I said, like that is just that's just my thing. I love that. Right. And I love the fact that she's brutally honest. Like in some of her songs, she's the victim. Some mm-hmm. of the songs she's not. And I mean it's just I feel like she's really I talked earlier about, you know, my evolution and I feel like she's just really honest with her. It's like, you know, in her music, like you can tell that, you know, she's not afraid to be like, oh, hey, I was wrong right here, but, you know, this is what I'm going to do to move forward. So, yeah, I just really love that about her. Same, same. She's one of my favorites. Um, I, for me, my favorite artist is The Weeknd. Like, yeah. A lot, a lot of people who are like older fans of them. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily like the new popish version of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But for me, the sound might have changed. But is that still a message? The message is still there. Like the lyrics are still there. And just like you said, with Janae is like sometimes, you know, he's the one that's the victim. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times he's the one saying, you know, yo, I'm fucked up. I do fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's that rawness of it mm-hmm. that I like, you know, because that's how I try to be in my poetry. You know what I mean? And yeah. I try to, to be honest. It's like, I'm not, I'm not a saint. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not perfect. I mess up. Um, you know, I, and I feel like in order for you to be, in order for you to be like an artist, you have to put yourself into your work at some point to some exactly. type of degree. And it's like, you know, that's what I was telling you about my aunt when she said that to me, like it just kind of like just made me swerve completely on, you know, just what I was doing because it's like, you know, like you said, like you have to put yourself into it because yourself is all you have for your work. But for someone to tell me, Hey, you need to take yourself out of it. It's like, man, okay, if I take myself 
out of my truth like mm-hmm. what do i have to portray exactly and then you just go and it's pretty much just a copy paste that's what it is it's right. like you, you write what you feel other people want to mm-hmm. read or listen to and it's just like mm-hmm. no like for you to say that like you might as well like you said just hell just get someone else to write something down and put your name on it and be like oh i wrote this because i knew that you were like this like it- Yep. <laughs> exactly. Like you have to be yourself. You have to put yourself into it, man. Like it's mm-hmm. I for, I will never forget what um I don't even know what his job title was or what he did, but it was some adult in high school. And he told me cuz I told him I was a poet, I was writing and he read some of my work and he was like, "You know, the main thing is to stay true to yourself, stay true to your writing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, with that, it was... And that stuck with me, so that's what I did from that point on. Like, I always put myself into my work, and if it was too dark for people or people just weren't relating to it, it's fine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you can't be for everybody. You know what I mean? You're not going to please everybody. All right. You know. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, So where can we find your work at? Um, of course, you can find it on um, Lulu.com. Um, it's available um, on Amazon as well. And I want to say I have a couple on um, Barnes & Noble couple on Barnes and Noble. I like how you just, you know, threw that out there. <laughs> I got a couple on Barnes and Noble. You know, it's something a little yeah. light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something I did in my earlier <laughs> years. I get you. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Um, But thank you for doing this. I really do appreciate it. I know that when I started yeah. this, I wanted to talk about all of my projects and everything that I've done, but I could not have done that without having an episode with us for what we did, for what we tried. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I do appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you inviting me. Like, I was, it was an honor. Like, I've never done anything like this before, and it's really exciting and a privilege. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, to the listeners, um, this is the first of a whole month full of good podcasts. More, there's going to be more guests. There's going to be more things to talk about as we get closer to the release of addressing of insecurities. Once again, I'm Vash. That's the special guest, Kentrell Blanche. Um, stay safe out there. It's dangerous. Please, please, please register and go vote. Please, for the love of God, please do that. Uh, Be good to each other. Love.